0: Welcome back to the Practically Spiritual Podcast. This is Jessica Palmer of Jessica Palmer Official. I'm a breakthrough coach and personal development specialist. I'm all about helping people ditch existing mode, survival mode, and activate what I call thrive mode. So I have created this podcast in accordance with my mission, which is to create collective change through conversation and remarkable transformational experiences. So grab a coffee, grab a wine, whatever, whatever you like at all, and I hope you enjoy this transmission. Welcome back to the Practically Spiritual
1: podcast. The next guest is someone who I'm deeply connected to and I highly admire. The next guest is Matthew Liam Gardner, formerly known as Run Wild. He is a global change leader, a speaker, a visionary, and he works with leaders and change makers and minds behind the movements that are shaping the future. When Matthew speaks, leaders listen. He is celebrated as one of the world's most dynamic facilitators. And, you know, as someone that has attended and been in his presence many times at events, I can 100% back that statement. And his catchphrases, Raging Love, Full Body Fuck Yes, and I've Got a Pitch, are now used and loved in the conscious entrepreneur communities all over the world. So without further ado, Matthew Lim Gardner. Welcome back to the Practically Spiritual Podcast. I have my little co-host with me, Baby Ness, if you hear some strange noises in the background. And I am really honored to have this guest on today. I love you. I don't know whether to call you Run Wild or Matthew Loom Gardner. Uh, uh, uh. It's still, you know, up to the Neither do I. <laughs> you don't know either. <laughs> but I'm just going to call you Run. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Awesome. So, Run, um, you do so many cool things. Like, I'm honoured to just be connected with you. You know, sometimes I see a bit of myself in you as, a, as someone that's facilitator too. And I just want to know more about you who you are and how the hell mm. did you become a spiritual avenger? Like, mm. how did you become you doing mm. you, all of these uh-huh. amazing things that you do? Uh-huh. Like, how did this happen?
2: Oh, man. Like, well, first of all, before I answer that question, I, I promised myself that I just want to acknowledge how badass your podcast is, mm. like, and how well it's done, like, as well. And it's just, like, people love it. And people talk about it, and it's just a, it's just an honor to be here and Thank
1: you. hanging out
2: with you, and yeah, get into
1: Casey's bed. <laughs> on, on, we're literally laying on Casey's we're literally bed. Literally laying right? on Casey's bed. Yeah.
2: But yeah, like getting in, getting the opportunity to speak to um your your followers, your audience, and yeah, just it's just an honor because I love you so much and have such a deep admiration and respect for who you are and how you show up in the world. So um Thank yeah, it, just really grateful to be here.
1: Thank you. So who am I? Is that kind of the question? Yeah. So enough about me. Oh, it's about you.
2: You know those. Brother. You know those people who like.
1: Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Who
2: let's, are you? Let's dive deep into your very essence. Your soul. Um, I, I, I mine's like the classic like big brother and father left story. Mm. You know, like the like I was the eldest son, and then there wasn't a dad. Mm. Um, because my my, mm. my parents split up, and my dad went overseas to Papua New Guinea. And so my, like, my identity from a very young age was as the person, like, holding, like, what I made it mean anyway was I would hold the family or I would lead my brothers or I had to be the example for my brothers. So I was, like, from, like, six years old, I was inspired to be the best version of myself because yeah. my brothers didn't have a role model to be that for them. Yeah. So the... like I feel like that's where the... Like big pieces of what's unfolded began, in wow. in me actually like just asking the question like what like what can I give to the people I love,
0: mm. and
2: what they needed was essentially a father, and I could like, I couldn't be that, but what I could be is kind of like pave the way by asking the big questions, like whenever there was like through through even like childhood actually whenever there was tension points like with. Because I was hitting like society tension points as a nine-year-old, I can imagine that, right? Like I was just like, oh, like what the world shouldn't be like this, you know? Like yeah. what? we get six hours of school every day. Oh come on, you know? Like we, I'm like, I'm like, we're only learning for two and a half, you know? Like we could optimize this. Like, that was like that was like eight nine-year-old me. Yeah. Uh, and no one the can, teachers didn't like I completely
1: like it. I can just I picture you like in my mind even as a child you had a beard as well. I think give you in the playground and you're like, "Come on guys, this isn't how we're meant to do things like in the playground." I can like picture you actually stand there doing that.
2: So funny you say it's that. Like that a I shaved I shaved my face for the first time before my 10th birthday. <laughs> So, so I didn't have a beard, but I That's had like, so isn't that interesting? Like, mm. And so I, I don't know how much of that was like the, the belief systems of, you know, oh, I've got to be a man. So my body like responded and started to make me one pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Interesting. But the, I mean, the result was that I got in trouble a lot. The result mm. was that I spoke my mind a lot um, and had some very strong opinions mm. and got shut down a lot Mm. And yeah, I remember like even, so I was, I've got those beautiful stories. Like my mother is a teacher and she actually taught me in year three. So we, we, yeah, we moved to a new school. (gasps) My my mother was teaching me first day of school and I'm being old opinionated me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: She's like, and
2: the teacher, (laughs) she smacks me in front of all the kids (laughs) on the first day of school and, and none of them have had any idea that I was her son. Oh, no. So all they've seen is this She's new kid
1: being smacked by a new teacher, right?
2: Yeah. So it just uh, that was that was uh, we always reflect on that. But it, it's this um, what a moment. It's been this journey of always asking the big questions, always being like prepared to go where um, other people or like the the bulk of society mm. aren't prepared to go, and just being inspired to like it,
1: had a curious mind, yeah, didn't you?
2: Like, I wanted to be the best I could be for my brothers you know like i really i it really was like so much of my life and thinking was like oh, i really want to like if it ever got hard i'd always say okay like i can do this because i get to do this for my brothers mm. and um so my journey over a lifetime has been shifting that from doing it for other people to doing it for myself mm. that's been my kind of like adult years leadership journey is like doing like growing less to inspire other people and doing it more to be the purest expression of myself. It's
1: so fascinating. I kind of want to take a step back to when you said that you were kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. When you're like, why are we doing this? Why are we in school for two and a half hours or only learning for two and a half hours and so on? What was the impact? Like what happened to you when you, when you got shut down? How did you respond to that?
2: Oh, man, I got like, I was like a classic classic shut down, hide and disappear. I wasn't a fighter. Like mm. I like I would fight until authority told me like really firmly, don't fight, and then I would stop fighting. And you
0: go, oh okay.
2: So, yeah so I'd hide and then it'd be like then it'd be like a, a slow two months of me coming back to feeling empowered and strong and having like, what, this isn't right? Like and then speaking for it. Mm. And then again I'd get shut down. And so there was this constant cycle of like, you know, me hiding and like going being loud and then getting like, smack for it and then going small, and um, yeah. That I, sounds exhausting. Oh, so exhausting. You know, I found, I was the kid that I found all the hiding holes at school, and I started to, like, I found all the. The hidey holes. Yeah, like, you know, like, like the verandas that had like a meter of space between the veranda and the cement, and then there was like a little fern growing. Wow. And I, because my mom was a teacher at the school, I'd like, Sit in these little hiding holes for hours and just like watch people from a distance going past, and I wouldn't say anything. I just kind of be in these little Mm. these little spaces, removed from society, Mm. watching it, watching kind of like it all unfold, and no one could see Mm. me, but I could see everything.
0: What did
1: you learn from that?
2: I just I learned that I learned that everyone's just like everyone's human. Everyone's got their own shit.
1: Mm.
2: Everyone's you know like you can't you can't you know there'd be a teacher who'd walk past and she'd have her head down and she kind of be breathing deeply and she would have had a rough day and
1: and I'd you be like, actually because you were there still you actually saw, saw it that. yeah Whereas your average child I'm not, I don't mean you know average probably not the best word to use but everyone else is probably walking around just like
2: doing kid stuff
1: <laughs> doing their thing yeah but you're kind of sitting there and you're like
2: I'm like like watching like watching people in these moments, right? Like there's there's people. She
1: feels that way, right?
2: And so I like I found myself in this world where I was lucky enough to get to see like this part of society that if I wasn't like almost like the shutdown, like getting shut down, that led to the hiding was a gift because it gave me the capacity to see deeply. Uh, like beyond the the walls that people put up, or beyond like the masks, yeah. because I wouldn't see the masks. I'd see them when they're on their own, or I'd see them when they're in yeah. adult conversations yeah. without kids around. And it just kind of gave wow. me this. Like I learned pretty early that the world is not as we are told that it is, yeah. and there is a lot. There is so much more beyond the the front or like the what what appears to be the most the most present. Um, reality there's actually so much more There's so many more layers mm. and so i've always had this inspiration to kind of unpack them yeah. and to mm, the and,
1: unpacking and, yeah
2: right like to dive into the layers of what life really is beyond what we're told that it is uh and i mean everything from history you know like the even just australian history i can
1: just imagine you with that kid why
2: Right, yeah why, right, and your
1: mom's like,
2: "Ah <laughs> well well I, actually
1: asking why? I
2: stopped asking why and i start found, I started finding out why like I, like because I, I learned that adults wouldn 't give me straight answers because they didn 't wow. have them,
1: oh my gosh,
2: wow right, like and well, the adults, I always around anyway right i 'm mm. pretty sure if there was adults in our communities, <laughs> like it'd probably be a bit of a different story. We might be asking them the kids why as much as they ask us why, right. Mm. So, but yes. yeah, for me, it was like, it was like, okay, if like, I can you can sense kids don't, kids can sniff bullshit like a mile Absolutely. away. So if, a, if a adult doesn't know, doesn't like with the depths of their being, like, yeah. like they will like, just
1: keep pushing, right? It happens to me now, like with my <laughs> children and I'm just kind of like. Like, I'm like shut up leave yeah. me alone but, <laughs> but then I have to remember okay they're just they're like new humans they're yeah. just trying to understand this yeah.
0: world
1: I've just got to encourage their thoughtfulness
2: yeah yeah. I must be challenging like
1: mm.
2: balancing and this, this is part of I have my own version of that just without the kids <laughs> yeah. where like I, I have this this reality where I'm both both a master of some really key pieces of life and then a toddler in others, totally, and it's so funny. And people know me who know me as the master. They see the toddler pieces, and they're like, "What?" And people who know me as the toddler are like, they see the mm. masterpieces, and yeah. they're like, "What?"
1: That brings me to another point: is you know, one of my commandments that I teach and that I um, choose to live by is to see the humanity in others. Mm-hmm. So that's been a really big turning point for me, seeing the humanity in my parents, mm-hmm. in, in people that have done really horrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even just being at like this level with a coaching client, not mm-hmm. being like, hey, I'm the be all and everything. Yes. Let me tell you how to live your life. Like yeah. just if you're a coach doing that, can you just fucking stop that? <laughs> like, uh, stop the, telling me. peace? You... Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: It doesn't work. It's, it's not a part of... The oh, I don't want to say New World Order. That's a bit wanky, but it's like like where the world is going.
1: It's just it, not relevant. It has us
2: standing side by side, not not anyone above each other. And that's like that's a truly integrated society. I feel and like the the coaching world and our coaching world is an expression of the society around us. Mm. But the the truth is, we're the fucking leaders. We're the ones prepared to go where society isn't quite yet ready to. So what plays out in our spaces is what then gets reflected into society. Mm. So the more that we can be the embodiment of standing side by side and full acceptance and knowing that there's many ways and that ours is one and also being lifelong learners, which takes the ego out of it, right?
0: Totally. Like I am a lifelong totally. learner. Totally.
2: And like, so Especially I'm a Especially when you're someone
1: who unpacks things, yes. right? Because uh-huh. then you're constantly in a state of absor- like absorbing. Right. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, and people kind of go, how do you learn things so quickly? But it's like, you just go, that's the point. That's the point. Yeah. Like you, yeah.
2: You, yeah. S- you see the key pieces and you just kind of like, there's a surrender. Okay, okay yeah. There's yeah. a surrender to that learning style. It's like, mm. it's the, there's, yeah, like I there's... think
1: that's why I see myself in you because we both do. That right.
2: Yeah. yeah, like down to down to, like deep dive and take on the new information and just have it integrated into yeah. our being, like in the instant that we receive it and it makes sense. Totally. Cool. It's like oh, I see how that fits in. It is now part of who I am. Yeah. 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 And
1: people are like, how do you learn these things yeah. so yeah. quickly? Yeah. Yeah. And you're that's like... it. <laughs> Just stop yeah. holding
2: on so tightly to the identity you had yeah. three minutes ago. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. <laughs> totally, oh. totally. Oh. And it's so interesting to kind of, you know, hear you talking about how, you know, your your bio, even just your bio is like evolving, like mm. who you're becoming. Like, you know, are you run? Right, are you Matthew, Liam Gardner? I don't know. Ooh. Um, You know, watching this constant becoming.
2: Yep, yep
1: who Who are you becoming
2: Oh, that's a great question. That is a great question i have I have answers to that question mm. uh, i feel like I feel like when I speak, people listen now and i feel like I feel like specifically when I speak, leaders listen now
0: mm
2: yeah. And that's a that's, a, that's who a,
1: used to listen. Who was who were the people listening to you before that? Who yeah. was the audience before? I mean,
2: that? well, I began with my brothers, right? Like as like as a kid, like this right. is this is the thing. Like I, what I would say would then wow. be absorbed by my brothers, yeah. and then then
1: the, the kids in, in the playground, and then the and then Maybe I did, the you know I was
2: things. the you know there was like sporting teams, and I'd always mm. go out... like because of my integration with my brothers, that would lead to like captain roles yeah. in teams and that of sort of thing, right? That's just kind of like that, uh, and so. It kind of evolved. I mean, we didn't touch on. I like. I did my first coaching session 14 years ago, and I did. I, I remember. I'm like. I read half a Tony Robbins book. I mean, I'd I'd read a bunch of self. I read self, half
1: a Tony Robbins book. Right. <laughs> right.
2: It, I, I, read, oh, I, did, I did like I did a bunch of reading and I watched a bunch of uh, online pieces or mm. videos or whatever before that in my teenage years. Like the first the first nonfiction book I ever read. Well, I think I was like 13 years old and I picked up seven highlights of seven habits of highly effective teens which wow. is the teenage version, the version at thirteen
1: and at, yeah. so right
2: so at 13 I'm walking wow. around I didn't
1: even know that they had a teenage version There's a teenage version wow.
2: and it That's was brilliant. epic really? like i read I read it wow. and I would go and implement i'd read, read each chapter so interesting. go to school the next day and then implement the lesson from that chapter at school so I'd like be <laughs> going up to girls or and be or like specific women who I might young women who I felt like a tension with. And I'd be like, you have really nice hair today. And then I'd turn around, have a little giggle and be like, I just added to their emotional bank account. Oh my God. <laughs> Which is like a seven habits can, teaching.
1: Again, I can still picture you, little mini you with your beard. <laughs> you, you have a beard in, in any way that I look at you. I think I'd be really freaked out if you didn't have a beard. What's
2: well, coming at some point, JP? Oh my God. Yeah. Let's just, we'll see how that unfolds. It might be a bit bigger. Will that brand. require a new name? Well well the, no, the name's set now. But okay. The name is it's, it's Matthew Liam Gardner. That's yeah. a that's a big story.
1: That's really interesting. So obviously your name is Matthew Liam Gardner. Yes. I and mean, maybe you've transitioned to run, but now uh, we're transitioning to back to yeah.
2: Matthew. Do you know the Run Wild story? Have you heard it?
1: No, so, I have not.
2: So when I was so you heard the story of my dad leaving when I was younger? Yeah. Right before my twenty first birthday, I'm like, I, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get to know this man, like to go track him down and get to know this man. So I went to Papua New Guinea and I spent I spent some time with my with my um, father and his other his Papua New Guinea family in PNG. Mm. Um, and it was like I think I saw them him for like seven days total between when I was Mm. six years old and just before twenty one. I spent like a week total with my father. So I went over there and I just got immersed in like village culture. And so on my twenty-first wow. birthday, wow. they gave,
0: so
2: much. it was epic, like mm. legit. And on my twenty-first birthday, they gave me a headdress and um, gave me like the essential boy to man, like the basic boy to man ceremony that they do. And oh. then the village um, chief oh elder guy um, pulled me aside and because my father had requested it, and he gave me a name, like he gave me a Papua New Guinean name. So that he gave me the name Kanamon, K-A-N-A-M-O-N. And so I got given a village name. And as, like, as he gave me the name Kanamon, I, lo- I was looking yeah. in his eyes. Uh, and this, this is like a man in his probably late 50s. Mm. And as I looked in his eyes, as like a tw- on, my, on my 21st birthday, I just, mm. I just couldn't feel any separation between him and me. I'm like, there was no, mm. like, I, like there was respect, but there was like, this man is the elder of this village. And I'm the elder of my village, and like that's how I related to myself anyway. So I went back to Australia after that, and I'm like, well, what if I gave myself a name? Like, what if, like, what if I gave myself permission, like the power mm. to create the name that?
1: Wow, you've got a few names. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah,
2: I, I, I do. And when I go to Papa it's like, hey, cardamon, <laughs> it's still it is right.
1: Beautiful. So that's
2: beautiful. But the, the piece of it was that I came back and I like the Run Wild pieces, I came back and with this new permission and I asked myself, like, okay, what if I gave myself permission for it? And, like, I started to look into, like, the superheroes and that sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to have, like, as, as Bruce Wayne transitions okay. into Batman, he kind of becomes his higher self. Right? As Superman, as Clark Kent transitions into Superman, he becomes his higher self. Mm. And so I and I wasn't using higher self language, but this is the essence of it, right? I wanted yeah. to have a name yeah. that I could transition into as my higher self. And so that always be the presence. I could always ask myself, what would run wild do? Right? So I, I had this I had this frame wow. I had this frame wow. to always ask myself what would run wild do? And it essentially meant what would my higher yeah. self do. Right? And so on 2008, the New Year's of 2008 into 2009, I, which is almost exactly So 11 months after I got given the name Cinnamon, I jumped off a cliff into water at midnight on New Year's and like as midnight struck and I shouted, I didn't know what I was going to shout like right up until I jumped, but in the air it just became super clear to me. So I screamed run wild. And the, the magical part was that as my... Um legs and body disappeared underneath the water. the last thing my ears heard was run wild echo off the cliffs and then wow. and then freezing cold water and it was oh, like it
1: was like boom integrated it was legit <laughs> yeah. like
2: it was legit like That's a thing. it felt it was bizarre. That
1: sounds like a rebirth
2: it's really yeah. cool so and then ten years of that oh, there we go. ten years of run wild hey babe Yes. by the way this this is the cutest like just most squeezy little baby I've ever seen in my life.
0: <laughs> She's such a cute...
2: Girl. I love that the audience gets to go on a ride.
1: I know, like, <laughs> I know. I, well, I mean, that's just kind of my thing. It's like, I could make up the excuse that, like, yes, it's true, I have a baby, and it gets a little bit complicated. You know, sit, do you want to sit up here? Mm-hmm. And it gets a little bit complicated, mm-hmm. but, you know, just because I have a baby, mm-hmm. and I'm a mum... It doesn't mean that I can't actually do this.
0: Mm-mm.
1: And it's like, well, who created the condition that I'm not... Like, I literally... Like, the organs in my body were reorganized mm-hmm. to bring a life into this world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I have to stop myself from mm-hmm. recording a podcast, mm-hmm. which is going to share, like, amazing info to people. Yeah. Just because I have a baby? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make sense it doesn't, to me. No. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm like... If my baby cries, or you know, mm-hmm. there's been a time where she's farted, like mm-hmm. it for me, I'm like, this is just real life, mm-hmm. like
2: this is real. And if you, I know you can't see this right now because this is just an audio, but like JP is literally like so integrated in everything you just said. She's like so chill, <laughs> just literally on the podcast, like hanging out with the bubs at the same time. It's it's actually really beautiful, and yeah. I I think it's like it's another it's another form of leadership that doesn't get like the world doesn't see it this much mm. right and this is the it's part of where the world's going and it's part of the non the non-pedestalling piece yeah. because there's no there's no mask on your leadership right now no. you are who you are and mm. you've got a bub and you get to have a, you get to share messages with the world yeah. and there's no mask like there's no pretending
1: no even with my clients it's like if they don't like me having a baby during a coaching session they're not my clients yeah yeah Whereas sometimes my clients even hold her during our session Mm
2: -hmm. Mm. because I've
1: cultivated that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's really cool that you get to set that culture. Yeah. You know, and then they they adapt to the culture you set.
1: Well, I just ask them, like, well, why?
2: Yeah.
1: Why does it feel like that? I used to be really frustrated and angry about it. Uh Like, I'd just be like, why does my life have to be over? Because I had a baby Uh and blah, blah, blah. Uh And then I was like, I think I just need to shut the fuck up and just take a moment to go. Well, what can I actually? What can I actually do? Like, yep. I can't do all the things. Yeah. The truth is, you can't. Like, I can't come to conscious leaders mm. sometimes. You know, things like that. But what I can do is I can bring her along for the ride mm. with me. Yep. And just imagine all the information that she's absorbing. Right.
2: Like her subconscious is just like. Probably more woke than we are right now. Actually, definitely more woke than we yeah, are. Yeah, she's
1: she's gonna be a way more evolved <laughs> version than like any of us, and probably my other two children. I love
2: that. I really love so that. So
1: it's been um, yeah, she's you say so cute.
2: And because because words hold frequency and vibration,
1: mm, like you know,
2: she's, she, she's just soaking it all up. Like even if she doesn't get the words, like the
1: well, she's already been struck trying to talk. And, like, she's literally only, like, she's 14 weeks this Thursday. And she's already been going, oh, like, she's already trying to talk. Yeah. Whereas my other children, it was, like, maybe five months. So she's, like, ahead of the curve in that aspect. She's, like, she looks into your soul, this kid. Yeah. She's just, like... (laughs) Whereas my other two were kind of, like, what up? Like, just chilling. But she's different.
2: Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Like, what's your... Perspective on, like souls and babies. I just Mm. like full permission for everyone to have their own. But I'd love to know yours.
1: Totally, totally. My thing is that I just think that I'm just a vessel. Mm. I don't believe that I own my children. I think I'm really big on, on that. Like I don't own my children. I think a lot of people think that they own their children so then they try to control them and make them who they want them to be. But I really try to be just really present in the fact that I want them to just be who they are. Because I felt growing up and it was something that I kind of just created myself. You know, I kind of, you know, we just adopt the story and we go, oh okay, that's why. Um, I, I really kind of dimmed my light and hid who I was because I felt I wouldn't be accepted for the full expression of who I am when in actual fact, my parents were a little bit shaken up but they didn't really care. It was just some story that I made up in my head. But I think the biggest thing is that I'm just a vessel and they're all here to teach me a lesson. Like if I, To be honest with you, I literally would be dead like if I didn't have my children. Like, if I hadn't had my first two children, I would not have survived my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they've been such strong gifts. Mm -hmm. Like, Ava's just taught me to just keep going. That's my four-year-old. Like, Selena, my two-year-old, is almost three. She taught me that I had to not try to force people to be who I want them to be which I didn't think I was that person mm. until that happened mm. because she's a really, really, like, relentless child. Like, she is just doing her thing, and I have to just really let her do her thing and be who she's going to be, mm. even when it frustrates the hell out of me mm. and slightly reminds me of my husband when he does like those mm. annoying things. Um, <laughs> Yes, I'm like she's it. your child for sure. She's definitely you a take this
2: one. <laughs> I'm
1: like, Ava's me, the cool, you know, yeah. relaxing, fun one. That's your child there. That's you. Mm. And then she's like the perfect blend. Like mm. she's just gorgeous. But we actually get to fully embrace and enjoy it because now she's our third child. We know what we're doing. We're not like because I don't care what anyone says. When you become a parent, you're winging it. Like you, it doesn't matter how many books you read if you do classes there's no manual to your child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah do you do you my aquarium brain loves to um like get really big picture things mm. I, and i just i'm so interested on in your perspective on like does the salt what comes first the soul or the biology like does that make sense like
1: definitely the soul
2: yeah Like, do you think the soul's out there and then it it finds
1: i definitely do um i i think that i don't know it's funny because i had a past guest who called it soul land Mm. and i'm like that's kind of cool um and like i am religious but i totally believe in all things spiritual as well Mm. and i just kind of even before i had her like i did not want another child like i was like Fuck that! Like I've already got two. I've done my dash. Like mm-hmm. I gave birth twice in fifteen months. I don't need another kid. Like, it's a dash. <laughs> like I'm good. Like I'm good. And then something just came over me, and I could. St- I or I just started having these kind of like visions in my mind of just like, I don't know. It's like people. Like these. I don't know if it's like ancestors or whatever it is. Just people. Just somewhere in some. Maybe it's this soul land place that somebody else mentioned just like holding the children mm-hmm. like holding the baby and it's like oh that's your baby and i'm like i'm like oh okay like whatever i'm not interested in that and then all of a sudden i had a false pregnancy test and then um i was disappointed that i wasn't pregnant even though i didn't want to be pregnant
0: mm.
1: and i was like oh what is happening here mm. yeah and then my husband was like oh you're disappointed i'm like yeah he's like me too why are we disappointed (laughs) and then just immediately we had sex straight away and we conceived a child (laughs) like literally within that moment jp
2: there's so much there's so much lesson in that like (laughs) i think there's so much there's so much more lesson in that than i would have ever got at any other stage in my life because yeah because how how you played that is how i play mission business and legacy Mm. right like Mm. the like I used to run a model, like I used to run coaching models of um where I I'd, I I kind of essentially I'd run like the program based model if that makes sense yeah. and I mean I I run programs so that's not the program based model but yeah. I I used to run based off what the like essentially the leaders in the field would say is the most optimal way for a business mm. to uh, grow if that makes sense, which yeah. is to...
1: It's the process.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like to, to really have... Uh, like it's essentially to lock in one way of doing things for the next five years, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, cool. Like you're yeah. choosing the thing, you're hitting your niche, you're locking it in, and there's no permission for anything outside of that. Like, this is yes. the angle you're going for. This is who you are. Mm-hmm. People will know you as the this person and nothing else. Right Like you don't have any other parts to your life, mm. and that doesn't mean you can't be known to for being a certain person. I'm not saying that right. Like what I'm saying is the dogma of this is the, the container yeah, like yeah. this is the container, right yeah. um, and and don't get me wrong, it fucking works like it, yeah. from a, from a financial and perspective, like
1: you, you do also need like you do need a roadmap when you begin like 100 percent you need that that guidance: yep. But I totally get what you're saying, like creating space to have the permission to be, to bring your individual gifts to it right. so what? that it's actually authentic and sustainable because oh. it's not sustainable. Yes, for the
2: human. Because the, yeah. business, the business as an entity yes, can sustain definitely. under that model, right? Absolutely. But what about a model that fully takes into account like the human and the soul spirit, like all of those mm. pieces, right? And so this is the reason that what you, you're your motherhood journey especially recently with your most recent bub Mm. is so relevant to me is because i now like and the reason that before this interview you're like you're gonna have to send me through your bio and i'm like yeah it's changed like it's i feel like it changes every 90 days at the moment is because i'm committed not to i'm not i'm not committed to um just having a successful business i'm committed to relentlessly listening to the soul whispers mm. and the cosmic whispers that drop through to me and
1: we get to evolve we get to like constantly change because that is the thing like we're always becoming like we are always becoming yes. it doesn't matter what you're becoming you you get to actually just continue that
2: right. It's and so this is this is where, and this is like the pitch workshop I did and all the pitch talking I talk about the the
1: which was fucking awesome Oh you, you like yes, that yeah, thank you sister yes.
2: I heard your one was epic too your amplifier yeah, it was yeah it was
1: good hell yeah yeah
2: so the the backbone to like the like what what exists behind the pitch world is that there are gateways that lead to pathways that lead to gateways that lead to pathways. Mm. And we are in every single moment surrounded by 360 degrees. Actually, it's a globe. It's like in every direction that we can point right now, there are pathways moving forward. And those pathways take us to gateways that take us to pathways, et cetera, et cetera. And, It's just so relevant. Right? So Just we, in
1: life in general. Like it's not just even like a businessy pitch thing. It's like just life.
2: Right, exactly. And that's, that's the idea. Yes. It's, it's literally... The our experience of our reality is that, mm. but only when we it and so is that is that, but we restrict ourselves to not to seeing one way or to seeing four ways when it's literally infinite ways in all directions at any given moment.
1: Yeah, and so and our, then we get to choose, right? Which ones? Yes, because you can have one or you can have a couple.
2: And like in this moment, in this moment, which which pathway? lights my soul up and also meets needs and mm. desires and you, you'll get
1: you you'll feel like you know like you're saying like the whispers and like mm-hmm. the little breadcrumbs like mm-hmm. you'll feel yourself like for me i describe it as like i've got this like invisible push behind my back like it's right. just kind of like it's like i don't have a choice and i'm kind of like okay i don't have a choice so i'm just gonna go because yeah. I, that's but i don't know how to do anything yes. different now
2: yes yeah. So you've, you've moved beyond like a trust model to a, like a trust model is like where you kind of like fall forward, not knowing what's there. Yeah. And you're almost in like a, a push model, like a, a model where it feels like an ascended model from trust,
1: whereas like way, it just yeah.
2: is. And so I'm being pushed in this direction I'm now. being pushed <laughs> and it's
1: kind of like a pulling like, I, yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. And is,
2: is it still surrender? Like, is it still like as you get pushed through the mm. journey, like surrendering to the, thing that's in front of you. Yes. Yeah, me too. Me too.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever let go of the freaking out about being like surrendering. I think like obviously it gets easier the more you do it, but you're always just going to get stretched that little bit further. Like you are always going to be stretched regardless of how freaking successful Mm. or enlightened you are. Mm.
2: Yeah. And it's such an interesting... Um, I'm playing in this so much right now, JP. Like this idea of, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's
2: like, great. Like the idea of, because for me, the surrender points are the gateway points. Totally. Like you know, and it's it's constant surrender. But there's kind of some totally. major like oh, surrender through this thing. Ah, oh, you know, like putting you know some for some people it's putting a million dollars a month down on their Facebook mm-hmm. advertising. You know, like for other people it's like it's just like oh, trusting cool.
1: someone to love me. Like it, it right? can literally be that
2: putting a new Facebook cover up. You know, like <laughs> you know, like yeah, it, it, yeah, or like going to an event that you haven't gone to before and surre- Like this is yeah. what I see. Like the best. Literally. Oh, actually, I want to say this. This is the best because I'm we're surrounded by leaders yeah. right now, and and both of us have been for a long time as well. But there's a specific concentration of them around us at the moment mm. would you agree with that totally. yeah so there's a yeah. lot of people who are leaders who is have
1: there's a huge energetic pull
2: yes absolutely and so with the, where there's a real energy of leadership around us in different ways different voices and what i'm um what i'm seeing is this this form of leadership where oh, I almost just lost what I was saying. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got far too excited. I know.
0: You, but, yeah, you are, I'm like, you're just like, I'm, like,
2: oh, I'm right. Oh, it. I'm like, I need to get this thing out.
1: Breathe.
0: Let's breathe. Let it,
2: let it drop. Let it drop.
0: Yes, let it drop.
2: Yeah. I, and I, so, you know, some, Do you ever do the thing where you just talk and you kind of like try <laughs> totally. it? You're like, come on thing. Then, I hope it drops. And then
1: you kind of like, in your mind, you're like, do I keep talking? Totally. Or and, do I stop and just yeah. take an unapologetic moment that
2: I forgot what I was saying. And 90% of the time Um, you get it through, but 10% of the time it doesn't. That was my 10% right there on your podcast. No,
1: totally. Hey, everybody at home. I think that happens to everyone. (laughs) Like, because you'll get, especially, and it is when you get real pumped. Yep. Because you get out of your body because you're so pumped. Yes. It happens to me all the time that I'm like...
2: Yeah. What was I... Lit by life.
1: Where am I? What was I going on about?
2: (laughs) You guys, if you heard that just then, you should make a t-shirt company called Lit by Life. That
1: would, that would <laughs> yes. be a cool brand. <laughs> yeah, that is really that would be cool. Lit by Life. Yeah, I, like I like it.
2: That. <laughs> uh, I'll, the, I won't say the exact thing, but I'll say the essence. And the essence is that we're surrounded by leaders, and there's like these these like really core themes that I'm I'm seeing uh, in the next like in what's coming through in leadership right now. Mm. Um, and when we spoke about like the the not uh, putting masks on, we spoke about the not pedestaling. Um, and I feel like, and we spoke about like the cosmic whispers piece, right? Um, and then we got to, I'm just kind of going back through it so that my yeah, brain activates of course it. You are. Uh, And yeah. then this is like the facilitator, right? <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. and then, and then we, we did like the, yeah, like to so the gateways, um, to the paths and the surrender pieces, and how it's, it can be like a Facebook cover or, sur- or like surrendering to lovership or it could be as big as like, you know, million dollars a month on advertising as we move yeah. into this new is, ways. This is
1: um, unpacking at its finest. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> unpacking
2: for my own benefit. Yeah, uh, I so it. I can understand why. Uh, and so, yeah, so this is the piece. Boom, I got it. So leaders get to hold each other, hold each other to our highest, mm. uh, not, to, not to our identity. They're different. Oh. Right? Mm. Right? Yeah. Yes. We get to hold yeah. each other to our highest, not to our identity. and what, yeah. Which what, is
1: really stretching our capacity. Oh, it really is. Yeah. And it's... We can have uncomfortable oh. conversations because we're, we're in that surrender. We're in that place of trust. Mm-hmm. But we know that we're being called forward even when it's really uncomfortable and you're like, this person is triggering the fuck out of me yes. right in this moment. But I know what they're saying is true and I need to just shut up and listen for a second and see what I take from it.
2: Uh-huh. And so the reverse is true of like, you know, those like most people have. Oh, actually, I'll just speak for myself. You know, I've got some real juicy friendships in my life mm. um, that are built around identity and mm. they're very comforting and nurturing and they feel uplifting as well because I'm seen and acknowledged and, mm. uh, and that sort of thing. And they're built like they, these are like, you know, decade long friendships based around identity. Mm. They know me, I know them. And as soon as they know me, there's an issue, right? Because there's, I totally feel. There's a stagnancy, right? Like, and it doesn't mean that that's not. I want that. I still want that identity piece in my life because it's warm and it's nurturing. It's like having a pillow in bed, Mm. right? Uh, And Mm. it's not them holding me, or to the highest version of myself. And there's going to be tension in that, right? And it takes a it takes a fucking deep friendship and a deep respect and in deep leadership to truly have. The conversations about our higher self and call people forward into that yeah. with love, yeah, yeah. and, and that's not the break. Piece.
1: It's the intention. Yes. The, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because then if if you don't come with the same intent, intent, it's just not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh, just you're just blowing my mind.
2: Dnming with DNMing JP. Dnming.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Oh. You should say your your baby's so cute right now. Just like I <laughs> know, blissed out.
1: I know. I want to be her. I, like I legit just can I just be a baby? Just
2: like literally cuddled by. I get cuddled. The person people you love the feed most. me. Yeah.
1: I get dressed in cute stuff. Yeah. Like that sounds pretty. It's good, a pretty to
2: good me. It's
1: a pretty good life. It's a pretty
0: good
1: life. I feel like you've. There's just been so many good things that we've talked about, and it, it's great because this feels like really truly feels like a conversation. Hmm. Like it doesn't feel like. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. Like I haven't had to extract it out of you, which is great because you're facilitating. Mm-hmm. You totally know how to play in this. Mm-hmm. So I'm really grateful to have you on here Thanks and for just stuff. for just sharing your truth and trusting me to, 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 to share that about you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. I have so much love for you. And um, to close up the podcast, mm-hmm. um, I do this thing called the final fours. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've heard of it before. I have listened to your podcast before. Okay. I, I, thought, I, I thought you may have. Yeah. Yes. Which is, I'm like, and damn so it. And so should you, by it, the way. You could potentially already be prepared for this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it when people have it sometimes because I'm like, they have no idea what's about to come. Right.
2: I can't rem- I can't remember the specifics. Okay. Good. But I have, yeah. Okay. That
1: makes me happy. Okay. Yeah. So, okay <laughs> I want the mystery in okay, there. Okay. <laughs> okay. There is mystery. Yes. So the final fours. So I'm going to ask you um, three questions and then the fourth one is more of kind of like finish the answer. Mm-hmm. So the first question is, what is your definition of spirituality?
2: Mm, great question. My definition of spirituality is all of it. I love it. Yeah, mm. all of it. Like, it's the... Yeah, it's all. It's it's my experience of all of it. Like, it's in my... um. Like, yeah, spirituality is almost a overarching thing that allows an act like you know like there's a there's Mm. like this this invitation it's like an invitation really no i'm just kind of saying i'm saying a lot of different definitions right now the the language my english i used to be an english teacher did you know that so as soon as you put the word definition in just then i was just like oh shit i gotta like get all definitive here
1: drop out of your head
2: (laughs) okay well what my heart what my heart says is that spirituality is um all things and it's our invitation to love love, acknowledge, and, um, Mm. yeah, just, like, truly experience all parts of ourselves, all parts of our reality, and also to surrender to the fact that we're ultimately important and ultimately meaningless all at once.
0: Totally.
1: I love that duality. So the second question is, if you could ask any question to whatever, you know, God or the universe, this, you know, higher power highest source, whatever it is, you get one question what 's the one question
2: okay. well first of all i 've met God, and it was the most extraordinary moment of my life uh, and i couldn 't control my 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 higher consciousness couldn 't control itself in the ragingness that was uh, I was receiving so i couldn't i wasn 't even able mm. to receive ask a question that 's a conversation for another time mm. um, and if I could go back and had the capacity to um, ask a question in that space Mm. uh, I would okay so here's the thing I know that I wouldn't have to ask a question because uh, there is no space like I feel like in the depths of it all like in the in the pure presence Mm. of of God or source or universe or whatever anyone else wants to call it I have my own language for it but I won't use that here Mm. Um, the it's just it's a knowing it's it is a knowing that is an instant in Mm -hmm. the moment like truth so wow. like, in the presence of God, I believe we actually know all things because we're vibrating at the same frequency as God, and yeah. therefore we are like we are in that moment like full of all like we are made of the same um we're kind of like resonating to the same frequency that God does, and therefore yeah. what uh God knows, we know what God bes, we be, and um the the secret I believe is that and this is what I haven't mastered yet is um to be in that like in this moment right now we're in the presence of universe god higher highest source whatever Mm. the language is we're in the presence of that and i haven't mastered um being in that frequency um in all moments and at the same time people could argue that i am and that my murkiness darkness and shadow was actually a part of the beauty of all things because it's part of the duality so uh
1: Wow, so interesting. You like, literally took my breath away when like, the knowingness,
2: that's amazing. I love that I'm not answering any of your questions. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> it's... I was like, I wouldn't ask a question because I it's... know everything.
1: It is all good. <laughs> so the third question, like we're just going to go there. What happens when we die?
2: Oh, great question. Man, JP, I, 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 I'll give you my opinion, but I'm not like the leader on this. Uh, our bodies turn into soil and uh is gets to nourish mother earth and our biology completes a cycle that is like truly beautiful and spiritual in its Mm -hmm. own self and little the little particles that are us over billions of years like they journey around the galaxy to different places and Uh, eaten consumed or contribute to different things fires and uh -hmm. other beings and we are all one in that sense that the cells that i am are the cells that others are are the cells that um i have are things that i have things that are not have not been yet um Mm -hmm. and the and i say cells at a biological level but also like you know the the finest pieces of my biological being end up being the thing that gives the sun the fuel to burn to provide light to prov- you know like so in the biological sense like from a super zoomed out what I call like Aquarian model because I'm an, I keep saying it, I'm Aquarian <laughs> um the it's like the biological super spiritual as well um and then at a soul level like uh I I believe that there is no end and as the the furthest I've gotten in my journeying is that um, we... Uh, because there is no identity um, as an individual, we do not necessarily exist. And that uh, I believe souls mm. live on, but they entwine. Mm. And there's no... One, one one entity-ness to to the soul that i am i believe that it entwines and folds and merges like dna does you know like you see the it's dna that kind of like evolves and changes and splits and, mm. um well actually i said dna but i meant to say what's the thing that mitochondria yeah mitochondria so m- mitochondria are like the thing that you learn in like year 10 science year 10 biology like the some of the basic building blocks of life and they split and that's how things grow like the like the basic mm. thing to like uh, uh a fetus, a a, cha, a baby in the womb. The in the first instance, like they grow from this these mitochondria pieces, like splitting and growing and splitting and it's growing until there's more.
1: Mm. Yeah, that is my answer. Wow. <laughs> <That>. <laughs> <Yeah>. Mitochondria. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so this last one is just fi- uh, finish the blanks. So Matthew made me feel
2: mm. truly loved.
1: Mm. Matthew taught me.
2: We are all one.
1: Mm. Matthew was always.
2: Prepared to go where no one else was.
1: Matthew and Liam Gardner, people. So good.
2: Thank you, sister.
1: You are so welcome. Hmm... So good. So how can everyone find you, connect with you?
2: Mm. So after the last month, I, my identity has now, and we didn't get to get to it, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I fully claimed my birth name in this new phase of my life um, and the underpinnings of it are that to truly step into king phase of my life, mm. I had to come full circle um, and it's a part of the hero's journey for me. Um, but So you can find me on all the socials at Matthew Liam Gardner.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you have any questions, send them through, um, you know, on all the platforms and we will chat to you guys soon. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Practically Spiritual podcast. I cannot wait to bring the next guest on. If you have any guest requests or recommendations, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram on the handle at Jessica Palmer official Or send me through an email at jessicaparmaofficial at gmail.com. Perhaps you have an inspirational story or an important message or gift that you know that you need to share with the world. I would love to hear from you. If this podcast, this transmission has impacted your life in any way at all, I would love to know. So feel free to connect, send me an email, DM me, tag, share, all the good stuff. I can't wait to hear from you. Keep striving, keep thriving.